headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods of moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Ken Coleman Show, talking about work and careers as my co-host today. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Allison is with us in Seattle. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Um, I just have a question for you. Um, a long, I'm a long-time listener. We've listened for about 10 years. And... I just am curious about your own personal story. When you went through bankruptcy, it seems like, if I understand correctly, you became a millionaire pretty quickly after that, or if I'm incorrect, maybe I'm incorrect on that, but I just am wondering how, how did you do that? It just, it seems so slow to pay off our mortgage. And so I'm a little bit discouraged. Like I see all these young kids on YouTube, you know, doing all of these, I don't know, investment type things where they're built like buying duplexes, living in half of it. You know, I forget what that's called, but Stupid. I'm just curious. It just seems so slow. Okay. Uh, no, it was about 10 years for us. 10 years. Um, uh, we filed bankruptcy in 1988 and it was probably about 98 or even the year 2000, somewhere in there before we hit a million dollar net worth, I guess. I've never gone back and looked at it, but it's somewhere like that. It was not wasn't that fast. Uh, what do you make? What's your household income? About 105000 Okay. And uh, how has that increased over the last 10 years? Quite, quite, a, quite a bit. I mean, okay. my husband, I think he started around 65 maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so well. you, you have just your home left to pay off? Yeah. It's, it's probably worth market value right around 700 and we owe about 99 on it. Okay. All right. But we, we don't have any intention of selling it, so. Yeah, I didn't want you to sell it. I just was asking what was going on. Okay, so you got a you got a seven hundred thousand uh, dollar, you know, piece of net worth there, and you've also got surely you've been saving for uh, retirement through that time, right? Yeah, we we do the fifteen percent in the four hundred one k and Roth IRAs. Yeah, and how much is in there? I don't know. I haven't checked that for a while. Oh, roughly. Uh, maybe, t- maybe 200, 150, 200. So maybe you're a millionaire and you just made a hundred grand max. That's pretty good. Uh, well, I don't know about, I don't know. About that. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, if you did, if you have $250,000 in your 401ks and you have a $750,000 equity in your house, that's a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah. Let's assume and, and, that you have a fast forward button because I'm hearing some angst here. I'm just curious. If you fast forward I think through you've this been 99, watching 000. crap, get rich quick stuff on the yeah. internet, and you thought there was mm-hmm. an easier way to do it than you've been doing it. With the income you've had, you've done an amazing job. Yeah. What do you want on okay. the other side of this? What's on the other side of paying the house off? Let's assume you've done that. What do you, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't know. I've kind of asked myself that question as well i just i think i think i come from a long line of on both sides of my family 
elderly grandparents and great grandparents dying without with nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just I'd like to have a better quality of life when I'm older. I guess you're already um, on your way in a spectacular you're fashion. You're, you're not dying with nothing. Yeah. How old are you and your husband? Yeah. I'm 44. He's 46. Yeah. What does he do for a living? He's an electrician. Yeah, he's already increased his income. Does he work for himself now? No. No, he works for a utility company. Yeah, but he's still a young man. And, you know, he, a natural progression for him to be to, to start his own company and become a millionaire just in that business alone, plus what Dave's already laid out for you guys. I just think this is so fear-based that you yeah. haven't been able to look at your own life and your own reality and see how good you're doing. Yeah. One-third of the people that we studied that became millionaires did so on six-figure income or less. And that's you. Wow. That's you. Wow. Okay. So far, mm-hmm. I mean, you just now got over 100, right? Right. Just, just in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. And so you did everything to this point that you've done on less than $100,000 a year. And you told me the house is worth what? Right, right around seven hundred. Okay, and you owe one hundred, so that's a six hundred thousand dollar equity. I said seven hundred. I was wrong. Okay, so you have a six hundred thousand yeah. dollar equity, and if you've got two hundred, mm-hmm. two hundred fifty thousand dollars in your four hundred one ks and Roth IRAs, mm-hmm. which you need to go look up tonight, y'all need to sit down and talk about this because yeah. you're you're stewing about this and don't even know the numbers. Yeah, that that because sometimes just knowing the numbers will relax you. So here's the thing: mm-hmm. Let, let's pretend that you got. Um, uh, 300,000 in there. That's Mm $900,000. Okay. Very Mm -hmm. close to a million. You follow me? 600 on the house plus three in the other. Very close to a millionaire at 44 years old. That's a long way from dying old and broke. Yeah. (laughs) And so, John Deloney talks about when you're running into these emotional things and you're you're running the, uh, the catastrophes over and over in your head that facts are your friends. They'll, they'll kick the drama queen out of your brain. Facts mm-hmm. will, facts will do that. So sit down and look at the facts because here's a fact. Okay. Let's say mm-hmm. that, uh, your net worth grows at an average of 10% a year because you're invested in good mutual funds and real estate does well in the Seattle market, which it traditionally has done for the last 30 years. Okay. Now mm-hmm. Seattle could screw it up and, you know, cause it to fall in on itself like some of these other cities have done. But let's just assume that Seattle continues to be a boom town. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if that happens, your million dollars is going to double every seven years. So you're 44 at 51. It's going to be 2 million at, um, at 58. It's going to be 4 million at 65. It's going to be 8 million. And that's if you add nothing to it. See what I mean Based by facts? Real estate numbers. Yeah, facts are your friends. That's if things go up ten percent a year. If you got your mutual funds and your and your real estate goes up ten percent a year, now it may or may not go up that much. It may be a little bit less, but I'm not that far off. My point is not is that you know it's going to double. If it doesn't double every seven years, it's going to double every eight years. You know, whatever it is, it's still going to be pretty close, and that's without adding anything to it. And you're going to continue to add to it. So, you're, you know, you your chances of becoming your relative that died broke is close to zero. I mean, you're doing so good. Way to go, Allison. 
go get you a mirror and pat yourself on the back. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Well, this is the day that those of us that pay taxes are the most pissed off. It's tax day, America. Some people don't pay taxes, so they're not real worried about it. But no. I do, and I don't like it. <laughs> they should have election day tomorrow. I think it might change the way people... Uh... Think about how they vote if they had the sting of taxes in their mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you put off filing your taxes because the process feels tedious or confusing, we understand. But if you owe Uncle Sam, he wants his money. And if you don't file today, you can get hit with extra penalties and interest on top of what you owe. Failure to file is a problem. Don't do this. Get filing. So it's time to find your tax software. Get this behind you. File on a tax extension otherwise, but you really ought to just get your filing done. Most of you, it's just like a term paper. You've been putting it off and kicking the can down the road. If you want to do it the quick, easy way, you've got an easy uh, return. It's not super complicated. Just use Ramsey Smart Tax. It's inexpensive. It's quick. And that'd be our professional recommendation. And it's not just because it's got our name on it. It makes the process really, really simple. You'll save up to 70% on that when you uh, switch from other tax software. Uh, and we won't try to sell you credit cards and other things like TurboTax will. And uh, did, I, did I sneeze? I thought and, you um, did. Yeah, I, thought I thought the I cough there. button, you something, missed it. Something there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, also, if you want a tax professional, uh, we've got the endorsed local providers. If you've got a complicated return, click on ELP for taxes. We'll help you. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash smart tax. Today is the day. Oh, my gosh. All right. Sway is with us in Kansas City. Hi, Sway. How are you? Hey, Dave. How are you doing today? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'm currently in baby step number two. I have roughly $66,500 in debt. Um, 21000 of that is a, uh, is a vehicle. I make about $40,000. Um, what do you do for a living? I drive a dumpster truck. I do lawn waste men. Uh, um, I pick up lawn waste, okay. like leaves and grass clippings. Okay. What's your question? Um, currently, with the way it's set up, it'll take me about five years to to get out of this hole. You got a $21,000 car. What's the rest of your debt? 36000 was because I decided to do an IT technical program here in, in uh, Kansas City um, to try and um, essentially supplement the income that I lost after my divorce. And um, I just, I really um, messed up that opportunity at the time. 
And since I started listening to your show, I actually took some accountability and some responsibility for the mistakes I made. And I asked him if I could reset the coursework and I'm on a, a wait list because that was kind of the only thing I could think of on how I could really make more money. So uh, quick, quick, quick follow-up question. We'll get to the money stuff. You, you signed up, paid a lot of money for this IT tech course. You didn't finish. Is that what I'm understanding? Correct. So you don't have the certification that you were paying for, but you've paid in full. Correct. Okay. But they're going to let you go back through. We hope. Yes? We hope, yes. Cool. And you're, what are you studying in tech? What are you, what are you doing? Can you repeat that, sir? What, what are you studying at, IT, at, at the technical school? IT security. Awesome. Well, there's going to be, that's going to increase your income, my friend, which will help us get out of debt really fast if you apply yourself. That's kind of the, that's kind of the goal. And I, I was considering going to your, uh, your show in uh, Kent City. Uh, this week because i'm not really passionate though about it tech but I, i've listened enough shows to where this could kind of be my like short term it could be like, short term yeah well we'll take care of you probably let's, gonna let's beat, probably that. gonna beat dumpster truck <laughs> yeah yeah uh, when we're done i'll give you two tickets to my event thursday night the breakthrough event in kansas city at union station we'll help you with that but let's let's tackle the rest of this money stuff uh, and i'm hoping they'll give you the credit or allow you to take that course my friend i'd fight hard for that Thank you. I'm, I'm really hoping. Uh, I'm hoping to know by Friday if I make the wait list or not. Otherwise, uh, my mom says, you know, all things happen, you know, in God's time. And so, do you have family? I'm hoping you got small kids, a wife, or anything? You got a divorce. Uh, I'm divorced. I have two I, small I kids. I have a, a nine-year-old who will turn ten on the twenty-fourth, and right. I have a four-year-old daughter. Here's why I ask: whatever time that you have when you don't have parental rights or whatever you've got to be working more than just this truck right now while we're waiting on this technical thing to fix up we've got side work side economy is blowing up right now where you can go and make an additional uh, big chunk of change every month and get some momentum my friend to work the baby steps you ought to be working like crazy when you're not with those kids and I, and honestly, I am, um, I was doing that. And that's kind of one of the things because my car's not fuel efficient. I was doing Uber eats and DoorDash, both of them. And I was only making maybe a hundred, hundred. So, so let's not do that. Let's go work in a warehouse. Let's go do late night grocery. I mean, my friend, the, 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 do you, have any, do you have any technical skills at all? As far as the tech part goes? No, I, and I really, I just, I jumped into it because of great marketing. I could have a new career in four months. I have, um, I just really, it's just a high school education. And so I was stuck at like the labor, like, uh, like, yeah, you, Uber Eats is not the only thing you can do as an extra side hustle. I, I was hoping you had some tech skills. You could start writing some code while you're doing this stuff, but that's okay. The Uber Eats is not the only thing. Driving is not the only thing. And oh, by the way, you maybe sell the car because it's twenty one freaking thousand dollars, and you only make forty. And so that's kind of where I was. Um, yeah, I get was you a beater. Thinking about this, I do have a beater, and so the reason. I'm in this situation with this vehicle and why I felt kind of wanted your guidance was my mom essentially took it out in her name because I had totaled my truck, but with my total truck money after my divorce, I bought a, a, a 2001 Honda Civic beater, uh, three months into it, engine blew up, put a new engine in it. Like it's my point A to point B car. And I ended up with this, 
explorer because she wanted me to continue my side hustle. At the time, I had a lawn and a tree and lawn company. Last season, I had to put over. I, I was in the red. I kept getting damage to my my zero turn mower, and it was costing me more money to hold the business than have it. And so, I got bull. the vehicle. Absolute bull. Whoa, whoa. Okay, that's absolute bull. People make money in lawn care every day with zero turn mowers that turn tear up. You absolutely, you weren't mowing enough was the problem. You need to mow more, man. I'm that that's absolute crap. I, the zero turn mower put me into the red said no one who runs lawn care ever. We mow more and we make more money than the mower tear down. You break mowers. That's part of the business, but you make more than that. So dude, what happened is, is you got the snot knocked out of you in this divorce and, and every time, everything we're talking about, has got this, this, uh, wet blanket on it. Everything we're talking about, oh, this is bad. And this is bad. And this is bad. And this is bad. So right now, today is your day sway to change the, what you, you need to lift your chin up, start looking forward. Yep. I know you've got a bunch of pain in the past, but you need to start happening to some things with some zest, some enthusiasm, some energy and a smile. So get in there and happen to this dadgum IT thing. Get this done. Get this stupid car sold or get back in the lawn business. Man, you can make so stinking much money with in a lawn business that it, it, you yep. went in the red because your zero-turn mower broke. Oh, give me a break. Come Swag. on, dude. Really? While Dave was talking, I pulled up a warehouse associate job. No degree required. No previous experience. $23 an hour is the first thing I pulled up. The opportunities are there. Go work and start getting some wins. But hang on the line. I want you to come be my guest uh, Thursday night, Union Station, the breakthrough event. Hang on the line. We'll get you two tickets. Bring somebody else that'll fire you up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's time, man. It's your time. It's your time right now. Go. Get it. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Mary is with us in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Ramsey. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So, um, my husband ever mentioned to me that he had a second 401k account from his previous employers, and I came across all this while we were doing the budgeting. Um, and mind you, we've been doing budgeting for like a very long time. The question came about because we have a $60,000 credit card debt. And my question was, well, can we pay some of it from the 401k? And I think that you're totally against that, right? Yes, I am. But the, the bummer is that he never did tell me he had another second 401k, which amounts to almost $250,000. So he's still putting, you know, money towards that 401k plus the current employer's 401k. No, he's not. You can't add to a 401k at a company you no longer work for. Oh, okay. You can only add to a 401k in a company you actually still are employed by. Okay. So he's putting 15%. Okay. Yeah. You're putting 15% of your income towards retirement right now? Yes. That's what he's putting in. In the current employer. In the current employer. He's not willing to take the money out because he says it's not feasible. 
not feasible. No, I wouldn't take mm-hmm. it take it out of the 401k, or you mean he's not willing to stop adding to it? Correct. He's not willing to stop adding to the 401k. Well, what's not feasible is the fact you people still have $65,000 in credit card debt. That's straight up stupid. Right. I agree with you yeah. 100%. Well, so his statement, his statement is asinine. I'm going to keep putting money in this while we overspend over here and never reduce our credit card debt. That's dumb. So we were making the we were making the accounts and trying to figure out how much how much more you're going to be losing. So he's putting in eight hundred, and his company matches. Yeah, up you, to you guys are not you guys are not in agreement on what your goals mm-hmm. are. Okay. You need to sit down and decide what we're going to do with our money. And if you're going to follow the Ramsey f- plan of getting out of debt so that you can become wealthy faster, mm-hmm. then you would stop your 401k contributions temporarily while you attack this. But y'all have been playing footsie with this. He sort of kind of goes over here to the side, does whatever the flip he wants to do. You go over here and try to clean up his mess on the other side. Y'all aren't working together. Mm-hmm. You're working against each other. You're not going to get this money stuff straightened out as long as you do that. It's yeah, it, I, I sit down and I tell him, look, this is what's going on. No, you, that's not how it works. You don't get to tell him anything. We have to decide together that we want to follow a path to become wealthy. And he's not even listening, no matter what you tell him. You're just sound like Charlie Brown's teacher in the background. Wah, 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 wah. That's what it sounds like to him because he's not even on board. He's just tolerating this thing that you're doing. So the two of you need to sit down and say together, what are we, what are we going to do? Honey, I need your help with this. I need you to come alongside me so that we can get out of debt so we can become very wealthy because what we've been doing for the past several years has gotten us to where we are and where we are sucks and i'm kind of tired of this sucking stuff Mm -hmm. and i wish you would get tired of it too and we could work together on this but right now you feel like you're trying to drag him and you're getting increasingly disgusted with him and he probably tired of hearing you nag yeah am am i missing something no sir Yeah. So I think this is a marriage communication thing. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. Y'all don't have a vision for where you want to go together. Like if Sharon and I decide we're going to go on a trip and I don't Mm -hmm. know, make up a, uh, we're going to go to Florida. Okay. Then we decide Mm -hmm. together that we're going to Florida. Otherwise I got to duct tape her and throw her in the back seat and take her to Florida. And that's, that's problem. It's problematic. It's called Mm -hmm. kidnapping. So, you know, it just doesn't work. So we have to get, we have to talk about, do we both want to go to Florida? Yeah. Then we can talk about what's the fastest way to get to Florida. Are we going to buy airline tickets? Or are we going to get our little butt in the car and drive down there? I, I, you know, you can get all kinds of methodologies once you both agree on the goal together. But if, if I want to go to Florida, she don't want to go to Florida, I end up in Florida by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mary, I, I would just mention this credit card debt. Mm-hmm. I would mention what it feels like, as Dave touched on, but I would I would introduce some numbers to the conversation. This is what we're paying every month in credit card debt, and this is the interest they're charging us. And and appeal to and his scared. sense of money. Yeah. I'm scared. Share share this your fears. Work- I'm scared. This is not yeah. working. 
And, I, and when I get scared, I get mad, and then I start yeah. nagging you, and I'm tired of being a nag. I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. and I'm tired of you not listening to me, too. You know, we got to get on the same stinking page here, man. This matters. Yeah. And then you all decide together what you're going to do, and that way you're not pulling in different directions and, and set a vision for where you want to go. Uh, that that That's what's missing here um, is you're trying to do all these things ramsey tactical things that we teach and both of you are not doing it yeah i was going to ask you as we, as we listen to this story he's looking at it we we presume he's going well i don't want to give up that retirement money to try to pay off debt and i think it needs to be a complete switch of it's not just about that my friend it's about what happens if you pay off that debt you get on the other side of that and all those credit card payments now turn into the baby step plan it's like he's so focused on stopping he doesn't want to stop investing in his 401k that he's missing everything else well i mean it feels like you're sitting with credit card debt making a you know paying 18 percent on it you can't think that's a good 20-year plan exactly no one logically can go oh that's a wonderful plan let's just keep doing Uh that it's more like i hate that that it's over there but i just don't hate it enough to do anything about it yet right Right. You know, you got to hate it. You got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired and busted in the mouth. And that's when you, yeah. that's when things start moving, man. Nothing moves unless it's shoved. And so you get sick and tired of being, you have that I've had it moment. Mm-hmm. And then you're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. That, that's when you start moving stuff around in your life, particularly money stuff. It's exactly how it works. Mickey is with us in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Mickey. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Ken. Thanks for taking my phone call. I appreciate it. Sure. Um, I just have a quick question. So um, for the last five years, um, my husband has kind of been feeling a call to pastoral ministry. And um, we were just, so we're in baby step two currently, or I'm sorry, we're leaving baby step two. And we were trying to figure out if there was a way for both of us to go back to school debt free. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. He was, he's currently an aircraft mechanic and, um, He's thinking about making that, you know, just following the path he feels like God God has on his life. And um, I don't know what, what your thoughts are. What's your path? Because you said both of I'm us. A, yeah, so I'm a stay-at-home mom primarily, but I do work part-time um, for about 10 to 20 hours a week, just depending on the week. Yeah, but why do you um, think you need to go back to school or why do you want to go? So I, w- I was wanting to go back to school to get my degree in um, Christian and marital. I'm sorry family and marital Christian counseling mm-hmm. to help support his ministry. Um, and then he would go back to school for pastoral ministry, but then it would also, you know, allow some room for income in the case that he does decide that he needs to stop being an aircraft mechanic altogether. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. He yeah. can't decide that because y'all don't have any food. If he does, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to have food. Yeah. So pastoral ministry is going to be a part-time gig and you can guess what you can start at a church tomorrow you don't have to have a pastor's uh, a seminary degree to do that yeah right uh, uh, some denominations require that but most don't so you can start and you can start volunteering at your local church now i suspect you both already are aren't you we are good good so let's find a way of pa- a path into pastoral ministry that does not involve two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of seminary degree right. when you're an aircraft mechanic trying to feed two kids that's right and besides grants and scholarships, you're going to have to save, which means be patient. You both may not be able to go to college in the same season. You're not. You yeah. don't money. It's not happening. You're broken in debt. So you're going to have to lay out a game plan that gets you there gradually and incrementally. And it may be that he becomes a pastor without a seminary degree. That's not that unusual. Oh. 
Open phones this hour, 888-825-5225. So the folks at Fox News, Ken, contacted us uh, a couple weeks ago and said there's an article in The Hill uh, showing that uh, up to 50% of American families are paying their adult children's bills to a tune of an average of $1,482 a month. Wow. And um, the and the vast majority, I forget what the number was. No, it's up to 25% of millennials, their parents are paying their housing, meaning they're paying their house payment, their rent, or they're living in their basement. I don't know which. Um, this is, um, I've never seen it like this. The, the, and it, and it's and so I did an op-ed that's mm-hmm. on the on the front page of Fox Web right now and, and Fox Business Web uh, on this subject and it blew up the op-ed blew up um, just like this I mean I had a thing on social media last week that got thirty two million views it blew my mind it blew up just and it was a clip from a couple of years ago of me yeah. taking a call from uh, these people that were almost a million dollars in debt. And only 200,000 of it was their mortgage. I mean, they were just, it was amazing. And I was, I don't know why the thing blew up. It's calls we take here all the time. Yeah, that's right. I really couldn't see anything different. In it, but something was special on TikTok and it just went nuts. So I guess that TikTok generation just had never seen. A, They've not seen that. Seen someone actually know the answer to the question and care yeah. deeply about the people on the other side. Care enough to tell them the truth. Yeah. And we tell them the truth, tell you the truth here. Sometimes you don't like it, but we always tell you the truth. But this, this thing of. Parents, you and I have been talking about this a lot in America right now with the labor crisis. We're going to talk about it more on May the 4th with this thing with Mike Rowe that we're doing. Uh, And you guys ought to sign up and watch that uh, uh, live stream that we're doing because this labor crisis is tied into this loss. Mike Rowe at Dirty Jobs and I were talking, this loss of work ethic. We've forgotten how to do hard things. That's right. Yeah, there's two things. are a thing of the past. Yeah. Yeah, there's two things that I think parents have eliminated over the last few decades. Hard things and scary things. Hard things where it's not scary, it's just really, really hard. I'll I'll give you an example. My father, first job I got, I was 14. He went and got the job. He knew I needed to work, and he made a couple connections. But he specifically chose a job that he told me years later, he goes, I wanted you to taste really brutally hard work and i had to go up on a ladder day for a local painter that he knew and i had to scrape paint off the side of a house with a uh, propane tank in one hand and a scraper in the other and you know i'm 14 my my arms were as big around as strings and you're just it's painful it was exhausting work and he told me i wanted you to taste hard work so number one you, you could do it number two that you would set your sights on something higher. That's a hard thing. And scary things are allowing kids to fail, to try an instrument, Dave, to 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 maybe try a small business, to try a sport, to do Where something. Where they actually keep score. Yes. And you don't get a trophy unless you win. For partic- Yeah, well, that's a whole other issue is participation. Well, no, it's, part, it's part of the problem. Yes. It's part of the problem. So, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big issue. You know, psychologists call, when, when you pay your kids' bills, psychologists call that enabling. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. A- and... The rest of us call it stupid, and, and you're not helping. You're not helping no. because the the little eagles are not going to soar unless you kick their butt out of the nest. The, you, no eagle ever flew with the nest attached. That's right. Never happened. So the helicopter parenting, oh. the participation trophies, 
I don't want my child to ever hear or see or experience anything negative. It's not good for you. No, we've got we've stunted it's the growth. It's not good for you. You need to experience uh, winning. Yeah. And you, winning is not as fun unless you have also failed. Yeah. Lost. Well, you don't appreciate winning until you've lost. The sting of loss is what drives champions. And, and, and you're right, Dave, this participation stuff, we, we've laughed about it for decades, and now it's playing out in the workplace. Here's how it's, it's unrealistic and unmet expectations. This is what it looks like in the workforce right now. And it is these kids have gotten trophies and parties just for showing and up. And you know what's weird is that it's not all of them. Not all so they get thrown under the bus. Like Gen Z and millennials get thrown under the bus as all being this, and they're not because I got 400 of them working in the building here that are missional. They're hardworking. They care deeply. They're passionate. They'll charge the gates of hell with a water pistol, man. Mm -hmm. But then you know they got their friend over here whose mommy's helicopter, and and the irony of irony, you know, your 28 year old son lives in your basement. And in an act of sheer irony, spends his day playing Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, that's. I a mean, sick, think about the irony. irony of that. Yes, he doesn't even understand. He doesn't duty. know what duty is, and he's yeah. never answered a call. Yeah. And, oh and, my God! And this is what plays into this, Dave, is that now parents feel bad because their kids are no, struggling, yeah. and so now they pay their bills for them. We they have need worked, to struggle. We have worked. Michael Easter talks about this in the comfort crisis. We have worked very, very hard to. Become to be comfortable. Oh, yeah. And then we've worked even harder to make sure our kids don't experience any pain. And it turns out now the data is in. That's a mistake. Yeah. Allow your kids, encourage your kids, force your kids to do hard things and scary things. That's right. It is so, you know, stand on your own two feet. There is so much dignity in that. Mm -hmm. When you have to buy your own bread and pay your own light bill. Because mommy isn't going to do it. You have become a man, my son. Oh, my gosh. And then we wonder why there's a manhood crisis. Yeah. You know, we wonder why there's a stunted growth out there. And, you know, it's society's fault. You know, I'm triggered. (laughs) Kiss my butt. You're (laughs) triggered. Get off your tail and go do something. Triggered. Yeah. Give me a break. See, that's that's the problem. We create terms like that to describe real emotions that everybody's had. I need a safe space. Ain't one. No, you don't. Ain't one. Heaven. That's it. Right. That's a safe space. Until you get there, not going to be safe, Bubba. (laughs) And that's the truth. Accept it and get on with it. Yeah. You know? I can't have a car that doesn't have 73 airbags. I mean, you're telling this to a generation who used to sleep in the back window while they were driving yeah. down the road. We didn't have bike helmets or elbow pads. You know what it made us? Better bike riders, because if you wrecked, you stuck to the sheets for six nights. Oh, that's Those are gross. consequences. That's well, gross. it's gross, Dave, but it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Try pulling the sheet off of your leg. I, yeah, I know. I, well, I, got, I got it. Don't, don't do it hey, again. Hey, I'm gross Dave out. This is very exciting, is, folks. It's a is, rare moment in the oh, show. Ooh, ooh. Hey, I went farther than Dave, but the, you know the point is, is that we here's what happened. It's a marketing message that scared everybody. Marketing started figuring out that if I scare parents, they'll buy more stuff, and then it took hold. Well, and we've got the most scared it, society. It, it, it come, this ever. whole thing it comes from. I want good things for my kids. And enablers are always the nicest people, right? They don't want their kids to hurt. They don't want anyone, whoever it is they're enabling, they don't want them to feel any pain. And the sad thing is what we're discovering now is, is that a controlled, reasonable level of pain in order to create growth 
is the right way. Muscle is not built unless you get sore. How do you get sore? That's called pain. Working out. You you lift a weight and your muscle gets sore. Lactic acid kicks in, kicks in but no muscle is built yeah, sitting. It's true. It doesn't it never has happened. And the muscles of our brains, the calluses on our brains come from enduring through persevering through hard things, That's right. stressful things and coming out the other side and no one's saying, "Oh, here's a safe space. I'm sorry you're triggered." That's exactly right. Now what you are is you're prepared. Yeah. You're prepared for whatever life throws it's a, your it's way. It's a toughening. Cuz you've come through challenges before, you've done hard things, you've overcome scary things, and now you go, "Okay, I can take the next hard thing on. I can take the next scary and thing isn't on." Isn't it interesting that throughout history that to go from adolescence to adulthood with every culture but ours, there has been some kind of ritualistic rite of passage that involves something hard it's a very good point yes absolutely if you look at now, i'm know, not saying your kid needs to be put out there in, in a life or death situation in order to be okay i'm just saying maybe they should sweat once at least at least think there's a bear that's gonna get them at least you should <laughs> at you least know? you should have a callus from having persevered through a loss and turned it into a win yeah and and moms and dads and in, in america Doing this for people you love is an act of love. It's not a big old meanie. As a matter of fact, enabling is quite the opposite of loving. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.